Hello everyone, I'm Bethan Jepson, Phil's daughter and business partner, and I'm hijacking his podcast for a very special reason. Myself, Phil, and our other business partner, Jan Mark, are bringing you a special four-part series on how you can buy a business for a more fulfilling career whilst building a seven-figure asset and securing your legacy for yourself and your family. After three years of doing this now, we all felt it important to open this door to others and pull back the curtain on what we believe is going to be the next big career shift and wealth generation strategy for leaders and ambitious professionals like you who want to have more freedom in your work, the ability to utilize your skills and network to benefit yourself rather than a boss or board of directors, maximizing your personal wealth and the joy and purpose of having an impact and leaving a legacy. We'll be sharing how you can buy an established business so it comes complete with an established team, proven profit margins, a book of existing customers, skipping the struggle of going through that startup process where you have to build all this from scratch and it's a lot of uncertainty. I don't know about you, but we've been there, done that, and we don't want to do it again. And um, fundamentally, how you can move on from a job or a business that no longer excites you or challenges you to put your skills and passions to better use, building something meaningful for yourself. We believe this is a better opportunity than investing in things like property or the stock market, and we're going to tell you why. <laughs> we're also going to be completely transparent and share the challenges that we've personally encountered along our business buying journey, and we are committed to keep sharing our ups and downs with you as we go on to acquire our fourth business in three years. We're not so far down the line that we've forgotten what it's like to get started. So we want to put our hands back and bring you on this journey with us because we believe this to be an untapped opportunity that can benefit professionals and leaders who share aspirations to live a free and more purposeful life. Whether in your 20s like I was <laughs> when I started or your 50s like Phil was. If you want to learn more from us, we are building a waiting list for our free newsletter where we go into more details on the strategies, learnings and tools that we mentioned in these podcasts. We won't do it if there's not the demand. So if you are intrigued, then head to uk-bcp.com and sign up and you'll get the direct learnings from us on the buying businesses journey. For now, enjoy part one of this special four part series. Welcome to part two. We're picking up the conversation here right where we left off in part one, where we shared our individual journeys into buying businesses and how we identified it as the right opportunity for us. So I hope you enjoy part two. I mean, obviously, you talk a lot, a lot about this, Phil, that there's, there's kind of multiple ways of getting into business, you know. Well, there's two main ways. You can either start a business, which you've done, Yanni's done, I've done, um, or you can buy a business, which is obviously what we're here to talk about. So can you give me a pro, like a, a positive of buying a business versus starting a business, just so people can start to gauge like how it's different and where the, where the yeah, comparisons start and finish, basically? Yeah. Um, well, the biggest, the biggest problem about starting a business is you start a business. <laughs> <laughs> you start from zero 
you know, zero customers, zero revenue, zero brand. Um, zero products. Yeah, zero money often. Um, and the hardest bit is, is getting the first few transactions, the first, it's the first bit that is, that is really hard. It, it's a bit like the plane taking off. Mm. Um, you've got to get the plane off the runway. And in the nicest possible way, a lot of businesses never make it off the runway because it's, it is really difficult, that first bit. Um, so if the benefit of starting a business is that you start with a blank sheet of paper, the biggest problem with starting a business is exactly the same thing, that you start with a blank sheet of paper. The benefit of buying a business is that it already has customers, it already has revenue, it already has people, it already has a brand a reputation, um, and it has cash flowing through it. Mm. So you're, instead of having to get the plane off the runway, um, you're a bit like the hijacker who's taken over the plane that's already in the air. Um, <laughs> hopefully you don't have to uh, do unpleasant things to the people on board, but, um, <laughs> but you, you're, you're, take, you're taking over when, I mean, it's not that, as we know, buying businesses isn't easy or, or running a business that you buy is not easy, but um, you're, you're taking hold of something which has already achieved a degree of success. Mm. to create everything from nothing yeah absolutely yanni is there anything you would add to add to that the benefits of buying over starting well i <clears throat> i think what what we uh, what what i've seen in the in the past couple of years um because both of you mentioned uh, jt fox and that's i mean that's how how we met at the end as well so I've seen also there like many people that that like want to start something, um, but it actually it costs a lot of endurance. Not that like it does not to run a business, but um, is it takes a lot of persistence to actually like even get to the plane because it's not even the plane getting off the runway. It's like you have to decide what kind of plane. Is it going to be a commercial airline, a, a, a small a small plane, a jet fighter, as like propeller? How many engines? <laughs> um, I mean, when you when you say, uh, when you think about like starting a business, um, everybody like has ideas, but then when like you have to like formalize the ideas, you have to like you know that better than me about like the marketing and finding the message. And I mean, there are so many things. Um, that come together that need to come together in order to even like make it to the runway not even off the runway mm. um, and from like from starting our uh, our own businesses I mean it's like you are usually constantly cash strapped mm. um, and that if you buy a functioning business uh, you are essentially buying an asset no no different like if you look at the pure thing it's not really different than if you would buy a property or or that is fully that is fully managed and there are tenants in it and like cash flows out you have a loan that gets paid by like in that case the tenants and in in that business case if you buy the hopefully the right business 
um, and I'm sure we're going to come to that on how to how to distinguish between the wrong ones and the right ones. Um, is if you if you get it right, um, then it's easier because of what Phil said. It's like there is cash coming in, and there are people there. There are systems there. There is a product there or service or whatever yeah. uh, that business is uh, is contributing, and it's um, it's at least from day one when you set your foot in, um, it's usually not breaking down. So if you would just leave everything as it is, it probably would just continue and not grow and not shrink. Mm. What many businesses do. Mm. So. Yeah. I mean, one one thing we should talk about is a word that Yanni used there, which is asset. Mm. Because um again, one of the one of the things that attracted me to the idea of acquiring businesses is is the the very fact that they are assets in the true sense of the word well in the i mean it, it, it's robert kiyosaki it's the it's the um, the cash flow quadrant definition of an asset mm. which is that it, it's something which um generates an income but at the same time has a value in itself which should increase over time and and it's either either businesses or real estate really are the two the two main classes of asset that are accessible to normal people um, and that's the beauty of a business is that um, you can live off the income from a business without depleting the value of the business itself because the business creates value mm -hmm. the same way that that real estate can create value so um it, it, when when it gets to the point of saying not just why would you buy a business but why would you buy more than one business it, it's because of the a word because each business is an asset 100 mm. percent um yeah i think you all you did both did a great job there i think the only thing i would add it's just speaking from my own personal ethos because i've got this thing about success without sacrifice and kind of all my personal brand is is around that because it's something i believe in and i think like what you were saying yanni when you're starting a business because you have to put so much in because because yeah every idea you have to generate from scratch and there's so many unknowns and is the market gonna you know like like this product is it not like there's just so many things that yeah you have to put in if you are somebody like you were Phil when you were saying you know I had two kids and a mortgage and and I was quitting being a lawyer to like start my recruitment business like if you're if you're somebody in that position it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to be like right well I'm just going to work on this business all day and all night <laughs> because that might come at the expense of your relationship that might come at the expense of yeah your health um whereas I think buying a business because all, because all of that is already established customers cash flow mm -hmm. product fit um you can kind of keep a good like a good balanced routine like there's probably a similar one to what you'd have at work you can kind of transition that over without much additional I mean we can always go into we'll go into some of the 
maybe extra stress that you take on board but <laughs> in terms of like a time perspective I think it's easier to transition in a way like for somebody who is that you know they have more to think about than just this business you know I have the family I have a wife or a husband uh, you know yeah I do uh, it's interesting because because this is not some people think both with real estate and with businesses actually that this is about passive income mm. and it isn't because there's there's I would say there's no such thing as passive income because once you've got a lot of money, then other people will compete with each other to take your money and use it to make more money <laughs> for themselves, but also along the way for you. Um, and that's fine. That's the closest you'll get to passive income, but this is not passive income. The, the way you, the good, the thing about it is that you can work in a flexible way. You do have to work hard and you there are some sacrifice I don't know whether you call it sacrifices, but there are trade-offs that you have to make. Because mm. the more you put in, the more you get out. And and below a certain threshold, you won't get anything out at all. So it does require effort, but it, it's it can be effort which is tailored to your lifestyle. It can be because you can work from home or you can work from a beach or a bar, whatever. Well, you're, you're also locations of the businesses that you buy, don't you? So Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So it's flexible application of effort is the, the benefit. You don't have to be in an office all day, every day, or you know, at a machine all day, every day. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. Um, okay, so on the other side of the coin then, um, what are the downsides to buying versus starting? We've touched on a couple, but it'd be good to elaborate on some. Um, I don't know, if Yanni, if you want to start on this one. Well, I, I, I think the um, it requires a little bit more planning, to be honest, um, upfront planning. Um, because if you if you start your own business and that, let's assume you're not going to take a, a huge loan of, of two million and like hire 40 people and whatever um, but like the normal most likely route that people take is like starting being self-employed like doing all the work them themselves being the uh, chief cook and bottle washer uh, so to say yeah um, so that like you can like come along with less planning and figure it out on the way mm. and like you can easily adapt to like okay the market doesn't take that product so like we'll just not do it we'll do this instead um you can change the brand real fast um if if you have to you can tweak it uh towards you um, which is an advantage and can be a disadvantage uh, in terms of it, it can be too close to your personal brand. Yeah. Um, but um, that I think you you are far more flexible. If you if you want to buy businesses, then you have a little bit more uh, more of a restraint. Um, so I, I think that the flexibility is definitely an advantage when you uh, when you start your own thing because you, it's your thing you make the rules 
you only have customers that hopefully you like yeah um, and you only have partners that you like if you buy a business that's a bit different yeah yeah and uh, yeah and i would i would just yeah elaborate on that and say yeah sometimes with the, with the process of buying a business there's a lot of data and you can kind of get stuck in then like the number side of things but then when you get to it realize that it was kind of the immeasurable things that was really is really going to make or break this business like the culture like who who the managers are and what motivates them like yeah like cust- like customer nuances that you can't quite capture in the data like you know how 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 much they pay versus how much you price and is there is there even a profit margin there <laughs> like <laughs> which you don't always get access to that information <laughs> beforehand um so yeah so i guess mine's just a, a, an elaboration of that phil is there anything you would add to yeah the, the the disadvantage of buying a business is that you never start with a blank sheet of paper you always start from wherever the business happens to be and you may have a vision of what you want to turn the business into but um that may not be possible to achieve um and you might not find that out until after you've bought the business so it's it's the classic it's like the 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 joke about um uh, excuse me sir can you tell me the way to dublin and the guy says well yeah but i wouldn't start from here um <laughs> i don't think i've heard that one <laughs> it's, yeah. you know that i'm not i don't, know, I'm not I don't know if you're allowed to call them irish jokes anymore but it, it's that yeah but it is you know you're you're, you're not starting with a meccano set you're starting with a volkswagen polo Mm. Um, and you look at this thing and think, okay, well, the Volkswagen Polo is okay because what I can do is I can uh, I can take out the carburetor and put fuel injection in, uh, or I can replace the engine with a bigger engine, um, or, or you know I can upgrade the seats, whatever. And then you 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 open the doors and you go, oh shit, it hasn't got air conditioning. Like, <laughs> oh, oh bugger, there's no fuel in the tank. Mm. You know, you find out all this, all this stuff. So you, you, you're, you're just not, you're not starting from a place that you can just do whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. And then you find, holy crap, there's a bunch of people who work here. <laughs> oh well, actually, they've got their own ideas about what, what they want to do, and their ideas might not fit tremendously well with your ideas. So what do you do then? Um, so it's. It, yeah, it's what you said. The 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 hard things, as in you know the numbers, the property, the the machinery. Although, watch this space on that. But you can sort of see in advance what that looks like. A lot of it, although you don't even know whether the machines actually work. But that's <laughs> a whole other world of hurt. But um, the soft stuff, particularly the stuff around people whether it's the people who work in business, whether it's the customers, whether it's the suppliers, the bank, um, that that's the kind of stuff that can cause you problems and may mean that you can never achieve what you wanted to achieve with that business. So it, it's, yeah, it, that's, the, that's the limitation of it. 
in some ways though it doesn't matter because as long as you can create a business that's got a strong and healthy cash flow then it doesn't have to be the ideal business because no. if you can't achieve what you want to achieve with that business then you've got that strong healthy cash flow and you can use that healthy cash flow to then um, achieve what you want to achieve via another business yeah so it's 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 like it's like making a jigsaw and that's again that's another you learn this as you go but um you're looking for pieces to add into a puzzle which is revealing a picture which is the picture that you want to paint mm. mixing too many metaphors <laughs> From a polo to a picture is a far stretch. I'm not quite sure how you paint a jigsaw either, but I... <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose yeah. it comes down to people's priorities as well. Sorry? So it comes down to people's priorities. Like kind of what I was saying before about the success without sacrifice stuff. If you're, if you're somebody that wants to like create the next best te technology and you've got visions of yeah like the you know the new tesla or whatever then you know a startup might be the best vehicle for you but if you're somebody that wants to like be a leader of a business and you're not you know you're not necessarily you've not necessarily got the next best product idea but you've got ideas around how you'd like to manage people how you'd like to look after customers how you'd like to grow a brand you know or how you'd like to manage like the business's finances, then buying a business is probably a better route for you because you've got that stability like coming into it, which you don't get with a startup. Yeah, and also the whole thing about legacy and contribution and everything else. You know, if you're starting a business, then you have to build that business to a point where it's got more money coming in that you need so you can then divert some of that cash into whatever you want to or, or you build a workforce from scratch but with this you're as soon as you buy a business you're already giving back to the community because there are 5 10 20 30 people who work in that business and you are uh, securing their livelihoods yeah. right off the bat so you're already contributing to whatever the local community is because you're creating, well, you're not creating jobs, you're preserving the mm. jobs of those people and, and which then puts the money back into the local economy and everything else. So um, you're already, this thing about contributing, giving back, you're doing it from day one. Mm. Yeah, and, and that, I guess that's, yeah, that's a, a specific mindset, isn't it? So I suppose following on down this kind of train of thought, whether we're talking about mindset, knowledge, skills, like what, what does somebody need to be successful in buying a business and then running that business, in your opinion? Resilience. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I think that is, the, the, to be honest, that's the, num that's the number one thing. If you... If you are looking like for uh, for something easier than your job, is probably you should stay at your job. 
that that that's my that's my honest thing because it's like if it, even if you buy a business um they're gonna be they're gonna be hiccups mm -hmm. except for if you buy if you are like uh like a little bit less but maybe on the strategy of warren buffett where you like in invest into a company that like when when you i i would rephrase that if you buy a business from somebody that only held that business as an asset because it was like it has that complete infrastructure it runs completely on themselves they just walk in there once a year to collect the check or what of the dividend or whatever um then that is as close to passive as you probably can come. Mm. But if you buy a business where like, like what we do from the retiring owners, um, resilience is something that you need. And I think the other, uh, the other skill for me is curiosity. Mm. Um, you need to be curious about um, problem solving, problem discovery, um, but also about learning new things because in every business where you step a foot, you will learn something. Mm, absolutely. Phil, anything to add? I agree with, I agree with Yanni, actually. I think um, curiosity is, is really important alongside resilience. It's this thing about mindset. I was just listening to something um, before I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> which is a whole other story um which was jt fox talking about a bulletproof mindset um and i do think that i mean you it, arguably you need that to be successful in whatever you do but i think particularly in this because you if you're buying a business and uh, I mean, it would be even worse in a turnaround situation, but if you're buying a business which is profitable, then um, unless you've got a big trunk full of cash that you use to buy it, which you don't need to get back, then one way or another, buying the business puts that business under financial stress. Mm. And the only way that you can get the business through that is by making it better than it was whether it's more revenue whether it's more profit whatever um and so you that means you've got to do stuff you can't just leave it alone you have to do stuff to make it better which means you've got to look at it and be able to understand what you can make better there yeah, and yeah. also how to go about making it better and then you've got to drive that change through or those changes through and that's where the resilience comes in because um, it, it, it's like pushing against something that's made out of elastic. It, it just pushes back. And if you take a step back, the thing just regains its original shape. Mm. So you've got to keep on pushing um, and it's hard and it's hard when people don't get it and it's hard when people don't like it, even though it's actually in their best interests um so yeah it's um i think yeah i think what i've learned though is that the right people do get it and that's one way you can determine quite early on like who's yeah. going to be a long-term member of this team so i would probably add as well like the skill of collaboration and communication i think is super important for someone to go 
into a business with because if you're like you were saying about you pushing on that shape and if you're pushing on a sh that shape alone then it is going to bounce back into its original form whereas if you've got 20 people all pushing <laughs> you've got their buy-in you've got their yeah you know they're they're in, they're into it then the shape's got more of a chance of 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 you know evolving and, and molding into something new so getting the, the buy-in of the people there and also not being not taking it personally if you can't win everybody over like there'll always be a couple that just hate change and it's nothing to do with you <laughs> there's nothing to do with your ideas um and yeah and and usually they'll re they'll remove themselves from the situation anyway so and then and then becomes looking after the people that are that you know are on your team and do want the best for for the business and everyone in it So I hope you enjoyed part two of our special four-part series. Coming up in part three, we discuss who we think should be specifically looking at this opportunity as a good opportunity for them. Um, and we, we reflect on the lessons that we've learned through this journey, what has challenged us the most, what we've enjoyed the most, all with the view of helping you decide if this is something that you should seriously look at for yourself. So look out for that episode in two weeks time, part three coming soon.